Hey there, Arrow. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. How are you doing today, Hannah? So good. Are you in Nashville this morning? I am. We are getting pummeled in the South, aren't we, today? Oh, my goodness. I know. My husband and I were looking at the cell of, like, the storm last night, and he was like, it's going to rain forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but don't you find this inspiring as a creative artist? It's it's almost like Mother Nature is, is clearing her palette so that those who are creative get a new place to play. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's always fun because I think the weather does determine our mood and also it ends up determining the music that we create. So it's good to have all types of seasons. I'll tell you what, I'm very proud of you for putting this music out there because you've been that girl, that girl on the sidelines for too long. It's time for you to become that next girl. That's right. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this project. And um, man, it has just been such a long time coming. And It's just been a really intentional project that we've put together. I can totally see the song Wine Country becoming some sort of sitcom on Hulu or or even Netflix because you you put so much fun into it and there are going to be so many people around the nation that are going to go, I live this lifestyle. Right. You know, it's so funny. I feel like Wine Country was a song that really helped me um, kind of hone in on or complete, I guess, the thought of you know, who am I in this, in this industry? Because everybody kind of has their thing. Everybody kind of has their personality and how they fit into the wheel of country music. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the bougie country girl. I'm a little (laughs) bit of both. I can go to your fancy steak dinners, but I'm also going to go to the farm and drink my wine out of solo cups. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do both. You know, one of the things that hit me while listening to the, to the album is the fact that if this were 50 years ago, would you look at, because your roots are so deep in country, would it be country or would it be western music which one would you fit into wow you know that's such a that's such a fun question because i feel like you know i was watching the ken burns country music documentary recently my husband and i've been kind of watching that and i loved it so much because i think sometimes there's this um interesting thing in our culture now where it's like oh that's not country music xyz and even in that time period, when country music was just getting started, you had the Carters, you had Waylon Jennings, you had these Texas artists, and everybody was doing different things. The guys in Texas were doing this big, almost swing band kind yeah. of music. And then the Carters were doing a lot more traditional, like um, almost bluegrassy style. And And I think it's just so much fun because in my mind, of course, this is a country record. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that it is, but also it's my version of that, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up on R&B and pop music in the 90s, as well as those powerhouse female country singers. So it's kind of a blend of both. Yeah, and you know those those R&B and hip-hop people will tell you their roots were in country music as well because they love the storytelling. Oh my God, yes. There's such a connection to, you know, with, with all shapes of music today. Right. There really is. And I think that's what's so much fun is as an artist, it's your job and it's also your privilege to be able to pull from all these different types of music that you're passionate about, that you grew up on, that influence you and create whatever is new and whatever is next. In the song Too Much Not Enough, I love the steel guitar because not enough people are using that. But the it's, it's almost right. like that steel guitar is your collaborating partner in this because it goes together very well. Yeah, I feel like it tells the story as much as the lyric does. You know, I think that's the thing is choosing the right instrumentation and even the right way that it comes in and out. When we were in the studio um, recording that song, first of all, I knew that I wanted it to be the last song on the record. I was like, I want to end on this really epic note. 
but also something I was that was really important to me was I wanted the music to come in and out. I wanted it to feel like too much, if you will, and then not enough. Like yep. I wanted there to be huge moments, but then very small moments. Cause I think that is really what that song is trying to capture is that that's how we kind of exist as people. Well, I'm still a CD listener and a song like too much, not enough is that one song that's going to get me back to track one again. And you're absolutely right. So I'm glad that you talked about that because you put some psychology behind this. Yeah. You know, I think it's just like, um, silly but it's like you know you watch these tiktok videos and it's like you get to the end and then you kind of go oh wait well that kind of colors how i think about the beginning of this story and so then you go back and you listen again with fresh ears and you go okay now that i feel i feel like i fully understand this person i want to listen to those songs with that in mind wow wow i'm i'm been in radio for 45 years we've always dealt with how many spins you're going to get per week but man when you guys when you're talking right. about streaming and getting millions of hits that's still so far over my head how do you react to the millions of hits versus what radio could give you 25 spins a week you know i think what's really exciting is that you can touch everyone now with yeah. with the streaming world Um, no one is off limits because there's so many different platforms that people can be listening on. And so they don't have to be necessarily in their car or at work or in a place where the radio is, which so grateful that radio is continuing to champion young artists. But at the same time, it does give a little bit of possibility to say, maybe nobody's ever heard of me, but I ended up on this playlist that they're already listening to or Maybe there's someone in a place I've never visited yet, a a station I haven't come to, but they got serviced this because it sounds like someone else that they listen to. So it definitely is incredible. Um, It's an incredible tool to really get your music out there. You're going to think I'm weird, but I think Karma on the Rocks, this is how I envision this song coming to life. It started out as a hum. You put it into your phone and then you put it on the guitar next. How, (laughs) How close am I? You know what? It's hysterical. It's kind of the backwards way. Really? We had the idea (laughs) of Karma on the Rocks, and we were like, that is fun. And we have a lot of people that we know that needs to be served a little bit of that. (laughs) So we just had an absolute blast writing this song, imagining we're like, okay, this here, this person sitting at the bar, what would you say to them? How would you want to serve it up? And like, and it was just a blast. And then the music kind of followed, actually. Wow. Where can people go to find out more about you and give you some love? And I'm sure you've you've already jumped onto the merchandise thing, too. Let them buy some merchandise that has your name all over it. Yes. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun creating some merch um, around these songs and around this record. So definitely go check that out at hannahellismusic.com. But also follow me on socials at Hannah Gray Ellis. Anywhere you... Are we going to see you out on the road? Oh, absolutely. We have a lot of fun festivals coming up this summer. That's good. That's good. They've they've got to go to your website to get that information, because if you come cruising through Charlotte, we've all got to get together and have a face-to-face. I love Charlotte. One of my faves. Excellent. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Okay, thank you.